You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Jacob Danny. And we have a fun field. We're going to talk a little bit about the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Uh, and just to give you our perspective, but first, let's just get right to it, Danny. The Eastern Conference Finals and where the Milwaukee Bucks went up three games to two against the Atlanta Hawks with the Milwaukee Bucks winning 123 to 112. I think this was a very intriguing game. This was the first game without Giannis, and the Bucks did actually pretty well. Um, you and I, we've indicated this before. The offense looks sharper and looks smoother with Giannis off the court, man. And Drew Holiday did a phenomenal job in running the offense. And not only that, but the game plan had to have been pounded down inside. Brooke Lopez had a phenomenal game, man. And it was just something really intriguing. I mean, Brooke Lopez, 33 points, 14 for 18 from the field, five for seven from the free throw line, man. And I would just say this, just to add to that, Danny, when you look at your team stats here, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks going going 48 for 95 from the field, uh, which would amount to 50.5% from the field. But when you think about the numbers, okay, the Milwaukee Bucks were 31% from three-point line, nine for 29. If you take the three-point figures out of the equation and you just look at the two-point uh, the two-point percentage, man, the Milwaukee Bucks shot 59% from the field just from two points alone. Mm-hmm. And that's just really, to me, an indication that, hey, man, you need to focus in down the middle, man. That is where your advantage is. I mean, when you think about the points in the paint, the Milwaukee Bucks has 66 points in the paint versus the 36 points from the paint for the, for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, not only that, but the turnovers were very low. I mean, the Bucks had nine turnovers. So, man, this was just a, a phenomenal game uh, in where there was ball movement. You had Giannis, or excuse me, you had Drew Holiday bringing the ball up uh, most of the time. Uh, and then you had shot distribution all the way around, man. And this was just very, very intriguing. Chris Middleton, 20 field goals attempted. Brooke Lopez, which I mentioned, 18 field goals attempted. Bobby Portis with 20 field goals attempted. And then Drew Holiday with 20 field goals attempted. Even distribution of shots. Uh, obviously, that's going to happen when you have a superstar that's not, you know, playing. Uh, you imagine, you hope that your stars would show up. But, man, this was just really a phenomenal game, I think, by – uh, Milwaukee Bucks. What say you, Danny? If this Brooke Lopez would have showed up in that Miami series last year in the bubble, I said, you got the biggest man on the court. 
You got to take advantage mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. That was what I was referring to. Because mm-hmm. no one, he's a big dude, man. And he's actually underrated from an athletic perspective. He looks slow and plotting, you know, sometimes, but he is actually pretty athletic. So for him to enforce his will on the Hawks last night, and they couldn't do anything with him. Pella couldn't do anything with him. Exactly. There's nothing. He just, that's where he belongs. And they need to mix more of that in. And then, too, like you mentioned, the ball wasn't sticking last night. Mm-hmm. The ball was moving. Drew had it going. And this sometimes, watching the Bucks and with Giannis being out, you can kind of see this. And I guess we'll see what happens in game six, too. But is there something to that where does Drew kind of fall back? It doesn't assert, they made a comment last night on uh, shout out to TNT uh, in his postgame interview about his assertiveness and being more assertive and people, and he mentioned people telling him that, but was it a result of Giannis not being there where he felt more comfortable being able to play his game and facilitate and knowing that he was running, he was running the whole show and everyone was playing off of him. So great game from the Bucks perspective. This was the game I thought they were going to play in game four where they could have just pretty much ended the series and make went up three, one, but they came out flat. Mm-hmm. So now they have momentum. Bobby Portis, like you mentioned, is playing lights out. He had a really good game. Middleton had a good game. Uh, they have the momentum. So I'm curious now if Trey Young plays in game six, uh, since obviously he sat out last night, uh, and what condition he is in, and what condition Giannis is in as well. I'm assuming the way that knee looked, he's out for the series. That's just an assumption. I'm not a doctor. so, <laughs> But I think he he's going to be out for the series. So if they play like this, Again, tomorrow night, it's it's a wrap because Atlanta has nothing for them and they don't have the scoring punch to keep up with that unless Trey Young is on the floor. Uh, they show a couple of videos uh, of him walking. Uh, I'll be surprised if he plays in game six, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see him playing in game seven, though, if there is a game seven. And I'm going to say this. If there is a game seven and Giannis plays or decides to play, I think Coach Bud really needs to consider having Giannis come off the bench. Let this unit that started yesterday, let this unit go Mm -hmm. and bring Giannis off the bench with limited minutes, realizing that he has an injury. If Giannis could give 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, that's cool, but let him come off the bench and I think that would bode well for the Milwaukee Bucks to actually go ahead and do. I mean, let's think about it. Kevin Durant came off the bench when he returned for, for a game or two. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that they need to really consider if there is a game seven and Gian- Giannis uh, decides to play. Um, the other reason I'm thinking about that is – Let's think about it, man. If Milwaukee Bucks goes to the finals, mm-hmm. 
got to start thinking about the time frame here. I want to say that the final starts on the 8th, Thursday the 8th. The Thursday, yep. It always starts on that Thursday. Yeah, and so when you think about that, you also have to think about how much time can you fit into a seven-game series because let's be real, man. The NBA is trying to go ahead and wrap this wrap this finals up because when you think about what they would compete against, Mm-hmm. The opening ceremonies for the Summer Olympics is Friday, July 23rd. These games are going to be in the finals. They're going to be very fast. They're not going to be like in years past and where there were at times three days in between a game. Yep. Uh, and all. I don't think we're going to really see that. I think we're going to see this totally just a two uh, day at most type clip um, and then kind of move on from there. So. Uh, let's be be mindful of that. The other thing uh, I would say, Danny, with these Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Bobby Portis, man, uh, he provided so much energy. And I was just trying to figure out what the hell happened to where Bobby Portis didn't play really in the Brooklyn Nets series. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, Coach Bud don't know what the hell he's doing. But I, I, it forced me to go back and look at some of the stats starting off. So Bobby Portis did actually play in the Brooklyn Nets series. Mm-hmm. You look at game one, game two, I want to say he played about 17 minutes with minimal numbers. Uh, I think he only had six points or something like that. Uh, game three, uh, I want to say it was like 11 minutes. His numbers started kind of dwindled there at that point in time. And then from then on, he didn't really play which to me was a mistake because he was a, a good body to have, especially when you needed to give some of your players a blow, mm-hmm. uh, especially in game seven. I still wonder about that move by Coach Bud not to really play Bobby Portis there uh, and all, uh, but he's more than uh, willing. He's basically making it up uh, for lost time, if you will. So we'll see what happens. I think, Bobby Portis played an excellent game. Yep. Uh, so, Danny, let me ask you this. What are your thoughts about game six? It's contingent upon Trey Young playing. If Trey Young plays and he's at least 70%, I think the Hawks have a good shot at winning. I think the Bucks are going to win the series because they play well at home. But Atlanta plays well at home, too. So, I think if Trey Young can go out there and at least give them a lift, and be at least halfway decent, I think they have a really good shot at taking the series back to Milwaukee. But I see the Milwaukee Bucks wrapping. If they don't wrap it tomorrow night, they'll definitely wrap it when they come back to Milwaukee. How about and, you? Uh, I would say this, man. I think Trey Young coming back, uh, I believe he's going to come back. This one's a tough one for me regarding game six. And the re- here's the reason why it's tough, man. I, I just – with the game plan – in game five, mm-hmm. I just have a funny feeling Coach Bud is going to do something entirely different in where they don't take advantage of mismatches. They don't take advantage of um, the disadvantages on the Hawks side. They don't go down low. They, they start to go back to shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, by the way, Brim Forrest and Matt Content has got to do a hell of a lot better job coming off the bench here uh, if this is really going to happen. I think they're going to be really needed in this game six. 
Uh, so I say all that, all that to say, I want the bus to go ahead and wrap this thing up. But man, this is just really contingent upon coaching. And yeah. I just don't think Bud is going to make those in-game adjustments. And I think he would be the type of where I think he's going to go to game seven uh, in Milwaukee. Um, and then I think you'll have Giannis uh, play a little bit in that game seven. He's going to give it a shot. He's going to give it a try. Yeah. If they don't take advantage of last night, exploited their size and strength against the Atlanta Hawks. But Janovic is still not 100%. Well, he had a good uh, game last night, though. He had a good game, but I'm just saying he on the defensive end, the Hawks can be exploited. So they, they did that last night and goes to wonder why they haven't done it all series, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. So you would think they'd build on that momentum and push that forward where then you just, you're playing through Brooke, playing through Drew, and then Middleton's, you know, right there as well. So I'm very curious to see the game and kind of how it all plays out um, for sure. But like I said, if Trey Young plays and he's actually decent, like he's he can move, he's not out there limping and everything like that. He's not a liability. And I think Atlanta has a pretty good shot at winning. One other thing, Jason, since we last recorded, uh, we didn't get to mention was game three, Chris Middleton's 20-point fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give a shout-out to that game and his performance in that game where oh, he outscored definitely. he outscored the Hawks by himself 20-17. to 17. And for those of you who did not witness that fourth quarter, he could he was in the zone, man. You talk about the zone, he was in the zone. He couldn't miss. And that game was crucial because they were down in the fourth quarter, down seven. That's when Trey, Trey Young actually got hurt in the third quarter where he got the bone bruised. He rolled his foot on the rest foot. And then all of a sudden, Middleton, out of the blue, man, that middle of the fourth quarter, he just went off. So we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but I just wanted to shout that out, man, because it was a great performance by Chris Middleton. Danny, let me ask you this, because Bucks fans have a love-hate relationship with Chris Middleton <laughs> because of his inconsistency. Yes. Would you trade the inconsistency for a moment like what he had in that fourth quarter? Right now it's it's fine because they're able to get play through it, his inconsistency, mm-hmm. because he had a couple bad games at the beginning of the series, right? Mm-hmm. And then if he doesn't have that fourth quarter, where does the series go? If mm-hmm. the Hawks take that game three, where does this series go? And then Yon, if everything plays out as it did, right now, I think you you kind of got to keep them together, especially if they make it to the finals. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this about Chris Middleton, man. Man, he has some great footwork, man. He really does have some great footwork. And then not, not only that, his mid-range game is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, him able to get open. Uh, his turnarounds. I mean, he has a really nice methodical game. Um, but again, to me, it's just all about consistency, but I would take Chris Middleton, uh, against, uh, a lot of other, uh, players purely because he fits the system. Yep. 
and he has a pace about him that is like no other. But Bucks go to the finals. Man, they have a tough opponent in that of the Phoenix Suns. And where the Phoenix Suns wrapped up the series against the Clippers, 130-103, in a phenomenal performance by CP3, where he ended up uh, closing the show, closing the series with 41 points, uh, eight assists, four rebounds. Uh, Chris Paul, and no turnovers, by the way. Chris Paul just elevated his game and elevated his team mm-hmm. uh, to uh, win that uh, conference. So this is going to be a very interesting battle uh, once the, and I'm proclaiming it, once the Bucks make it to the finals here. The matchups is going to be crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a, a Jay Crowder who who can defend. I would imagine Jay would probably be on Giannis. Uh, I'm thinking DeAndre Ayton would be on uh, Brooke. Yep. Uh, Bridges, I can see probably checking uh, Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, CP3, maybe Drew takes him and, and Devin Booker, man. You got to put PJ Tucker on him. Um, this going to be, that would be a hell, that's going to be a hell of a series, man. Yes. Uh, and yes, I'm just sure. interested really about the bench. Uh, I mean, I think the bench is going to play a huge role here. And again, this is where we were really missing a Dante DiVincenzo because I'm looking at the Suns bench and Torrey Craig, who was once a buck this season, is uh, on the reserve side here, but he's getting these minutes uh, and being effective in them as a defender. Uh, But then also you have Cameron Payne. Uh, So this is just going to be really interesting to see how this really rolls and everything uh, in the middle during the season, during the regular season uh, between the Phoenix Suns and the Bucks, there were very close games. Both games went uh, was won by one point. Uh, I want to say the Phoenix Suns won, won it, but one of those games actually went into overtime. And so very close games between these two teams. And man, this is just going to be really interesting. How cool was it for CP3 to win the conference title in L.A. where he played six seasons? Mm-hmm. How cool was that? So I'm not a CP3 fan like that. Uh, but, man, he's been in the league for 16 seasons. First finals appearance. Uh, hats off to him. Um, but I uh, don't want him to win it against my Milwaukee Bucks. What say you, Danny? First thing, Jason, great season from the Clippers. Tough, man. They had a few of those games they lost in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That this series, I thought was after, I thought it was going seven. I just didn't see them. Paul, when Paul George missed those two free throws and yep. Aiden got that tip or that lob in with point mm-hmm. nine. I think mm-hmm. that was game three, maybe. That that was crucial. It was game two or game three. I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, and then there are a couple times in the fourth quarter they just didn't execute. But it hurt, man, not having Kawhi. Kawhi would have helped immensely. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the top player in the league. That's an understatement, but he he Paul George needed him. 
and the support supporting cast did as best they could man in that type of series i think that um with the suns it's gonna be the rest is crucial right now mm-hmm. especially for cp3 and some of the veterans to get that week think that's where the bucks better wrap it tomorrow yep i agree there because if they come off a of game seven you know, they can play off adrenaline, obviously, for that first game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that rest, I think, is key to get them because they, they're they coming off the Brooklyn series where they win seven. And if they go to another seven-game series, it just – it may get to their legs a little bit. So, from the Bucks' standpoint, they need to wrap because Phoenix is resting, getting healthy. I know Devin Booker's probably excited because he won't get hit in the nose – <laughs> for a couple a couple days so that man i'm like man ever since his nose got busted and that game six i swear it was like every couple plays someone was hitting him <laughs> with an elbow you know bringing the elbows up for the shot hit mm-hmm. him in his nose so it'll be good for him to get that uh rest as well so definitely looking forward to that can't wait to preview that series um once we're there so congratulations to the phoenix suns man it's They had a great season and it's well-deserved. Thank you for joining us at That Ports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.